You're in a Fenestration Conversation, where Canada's window and door industry talks about the things that matter to our businesses. Now here's your host, Patrick Flannery. Hi, and welcome to the Fenestration Conversation. I'm Pat Flannery. Today, we were joined again by Phil Lewin, Technical Director for SODAC, the Siding and Windows Dealers Association of Canada. Uh, SODAC is, uh, as you will know, uh, an association representing uh, window manufacturers and dealers and uh, is uh, always does a great job at uh, getting them together and representing their interests, also uh, administering the WindowWise program. Um, we, uh, we had a great chat with Phil. Uh, he's uh, been in the industry a long time. He is the uh, writer of our uh, filibuster column in uh, Fenestration Review Magazine. And uh, Phil has, as you'll hear on the podcast, Phil has lots of uh, great old stories from the uh, from his days uh, out in the out on the road in sales. Uh, lots of uh, lots of adventures and unique experiences there. Um, Phil fills fills us in on um, what's going on at SODAC these days, including uh, his participation on the Window Experts Committee that uh, advised the federal government on the uh, Greener Homes grants um, and, uh, and, and tried to guide that process uh, a little bit. That's uh, uh, kind of on hiatus right now because of course the Greener Homes have been rolled out and Phil has uh, uh, some, uh, some reflections on, uh, on how that's going and, and how that program has been structured. We get into uh, a little bit about uh, about energy efficiency and about Energy Star and uh, and how its new uh, ratings are are definitely going to be a challenge uh, for uh, uh, the industry to to meet and to sell. Um, they've uh, they've really pushed the uh, the envelope on what's required there. Uh, Phil gets into uh, a little bit about what he's hearing from uh, from dealers, their their membership uh, around the, around the country, um, and uh, and their feedback on uh, on the supply chain issues, on uh, on on how business is going, on the impact of COVID, uh, and just generally uh, things that are top of mind for SODAC members today. So, hope you enjoy my conversation with Phil Lewin of SODAC. All right, here with Phil Lewin, Technical Director for SODAC. Phil, how's it going? Life is just uh, interesting. <laughs> the, world, the world is an interesting place. Yeah. Uh, you know, I saw a cartoon the other day that talked about the, the four horsemen of the apocalypse, and there was a fifth one kind of riding up and trying to join, uh, saying, uh, hey, can I join the party? And it was COVID. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. They already had they already had plague and disease in there, though, didn't they? So I, I, this must have been his. Yeah, uh, yeah, it it, it made sense. I'm, yeah. I'm better than I'm 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 doing it. But I think I think what they did is they did uh, uh, they called their their things like uh, uh, flood, fire, right, um, tornado, war. And to that they had, yeah, and uh, that they had, they had, they had COVID. Well, it's 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 pretty uh, pretty appropriate. It, it's it was funny. I heard a, um, I was watching an economist. I think it was uh, Ben Tall from uh, CIBC was 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 talking about uh, you know the actual recession, economic impact of the whole thing, and uh, and he was commenting on how it, it was all in silos. You know, it, it, it's it's these certain sectors of the economy got 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 crushed, 
And then other parts of it, uh, though, have, have, have done fine or better than ever. Uh, you know, obviously, if you if you have stock, if you, if you had stock in Zoom, you uh, <laughs> you did all right. <laughs> actually, actually, I had stock in Square. You know what Square is? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. People, you know, are, are doing more you know, distance buying. They don't want to touch things, right? Yeah. Uh, but the, the other thing is that the window industry uh-huh. uh, has done really, really remarkably well during COVID. Uh, I, dealers are doing their best to be careful when they do their, you know, in their showrooms and with appointments and installations. But people are spending obviously more time at home, and if you spend more time at home, then you actually open your eyes and you see the that crappy window that doesn't work, or that door that's squeaking, or you see all these things. And since you're now nesting, um, you're not spending your money, you know, in Las Vegas. Uh, the window industry was booming. Yeah. Yeah. The demand demand has been, it's, it's, it's a a completely inverted thing from what everybody felt as the big, as big business challenges uh, uh, three years ago, Uh, you know, was that, that, that was all about, you know, getting people to buy, getting the sales done, getting that, getting that uh, pipeline filled. And, uh, and even then it was going pretty well. Um, but, uh, but yeah, the, the pressure is all on the other side now is to, is to find a way to fulfill. Being able to make enough sealed units, particularly if there is an increased demand for triple, you know, uh, uh, it's, it's, uh, a different kind of, uh, plague in the window industry. Do you think, um, do you think the, uh, as long as we're on the topic, we may as well stay on it. I, I mean, do, do you think the, uh, 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 the sealed unit manufacturers are, are are going to be able to keep up, are going to be able to catch up uh, with the, uh, the the shortages on supplies on just about everything. I mean, uh, you know, I'm I'm hearing difficulties with with plastics of all kinds, uh, difficulties with glass, uh, you know, just just general difficulties meeting the, the 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 level of demand, even if they have the supplies. Just from a, a process standpoint. It, it, do you see any of this changing, or is it just going to have to work its way yeah, through? I don't think so in the short run. Um, yeah. the, the, there's a couple of problems here. One problem is that uh, this, by the way, segueing as well, was pointed out to the government in uh, in these little meetings that we were having that we'll talk about later. Mm-hmm. But, uh, um, manufacturers are going to be somewhat hesitant to invest in facilities to increase capacity if they really don't have, uh, you know, they, they don't have a, uh, um, trying to come, my, my metaphor is with an eight ball that's going to, they're going to turn shake it and turn it upside down. And it's going to tell them that uh, the need for that isn't going to end in a year or two years. Um, the, uh, you know, there was an attempt to uh, put a new flow glass line in Ontario, hopefully it will still happen. It was not the brightest move to want to put it in Stratford, maybe <laughs> because the people running the company wanted to have access to uh, uh, good theater and restaurants, but it was, it was not, you know, not really what that particular community is is set up for. So it was no surprise to me when it was uh, ultimately rejected. It, it will show up again somewhere else because that float line is is needed uh, in Ontario. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. You know, talk about plastics too. It's the, the, the same thing. Uh, um, who wants to invest in uh, uh, more machine? Yes, you're a capacity and you're making a profit. Um, yes, you could uh, put in more extrusion lines and more uh, more processing lines to make uh, to make the pellets that you need or the, or the powder that you need. But what's going to happen in two years? Uh, one of the things that we pointed out to government, uh, and, and by the way, the this, this window experts committee, they made us all sign confidentially confidentiality agreements. Ah. And my suspicion is that was because uh, the considerations for uh, rebates and programs and that sort of thing that they wanted to use the information for. So I feel that no one's going to come to my door with a gun to take me away if I talk a little bit about it. Uh, yeah. Not, I hope not. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, that was one of the things that we, we said to the government is uh, who, who's going to invest in the R&D to bring products uh, at an affordable price to the next level? Yeah. You know, getting back to something from years ago in one of the market transformation meetings at NRCAN when uh Somebody said, well, the way to meet uh, the standard that we want uh, with, with glass is going to be triple with three layers of low E. Um, and I'm not even going to go into the whole thing about that third layer. Uh, my hesitations about that, I've written about that endlessly. Um, but somebody else said, and I'm probably repeating myself, is that uh, uh, so we're going to be selling people sunglasses because it, it just gets uh, the, the, the visual transmission gets so dark. Um, you know, you go into a glass factory where uh, they're cutting glass and they have uh, blocks of, of low-E glass, and it's like looking into a black mirror because there's so much, when you look through so many pieces of it, um, it's just black. Right. Uh, so who's going to, you know, who's going to pay for the technology necessary uh, the R&D to hopefully develop the technology necessary to have uh, more user-friendly, lower-priced products that meet the need. You know, I remember years ago, uh, there were rumors that, uh, that you could have a uh, gel-filled sealed unit. Um, and then there was uh, um, some kind of a seal of a unit that wasn't even a sealed unit. It was just a a piece of some kind of uh, special material, and of course the uh, uh, vacuum, and you know all, all these things. For uh, uh, who's going to pay for the R and D? Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, I guess the um, like on the on the COVID demand side, you could definitely see where you know unless 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 a company has the assurance that that this would continue. Uh, once the the pandemic is 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 really over and all restrictions are off and and everybody can do what they want, um, yeah, you you're right. You you're reluctant to make a capital investment when you, when when you, you feel like all of this could could go away and things could return to normal or even lower because maybe you've maybe you've chewed up a lot of that demand, uh, you know, in the, the during the pandemic and 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 then it and then it actually uh, uh, recedes to a lower level uh, afterwards. But I guess maybe that's a maybe that's a silver lining. Maybe that's a, a, a opens up some more possibility um, when the when the government of Canada says thou shalt be net zero by twenty thirty, 
and this is our target. And at least you know there's a long-term push uh, uh, that 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 could that could drive that. Do, do you think that? Do you think it's helpful in 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 that regard? I think it's essential, but I think it's problematic. Uh, for example, in the last upgrade of Energy Star, mm. uh, it crossed the line, and that line was the ability of dealers to offer homeowners products that were Energy Star that met a comfortable price point. Right. It's now Energy Star is no longer, in Canada, is no longer a comfortable price point minus any rebates and supports. Hmm. And the government obviously recognized that at this point. Uh, they're right in the sense that, that we have to do at least that, if not more. Um, they're not even being as aggressive as uh, I think they need to be, um, uh, as Greta thinks they need to be. So yeah. to speak. Yeah. Uh, she's right. Uh, it's sort of like uh, the emperor's new clothes where the one kid says, uh, but he's not wearing anything. Yeah. And that, that's, uh, that's Greta in the world of the environment right now. Um, but what we've seen is that where before it was relatively easy to sell people Energy Star, it's not so easy anymore. And a lot of people are just opting for uh, what used to be Energy Star. Right. Yep. Yep. That they're, they're, they're trying to do the thing and you've seen it in Energy Circle. I, I, I'm going to say all energy circles is this concept that will push will push the technology with regulations and will 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 challenge the market to to catch up and and and, and develop something and <clears throat> i get it uh it, it it's 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 a way to try to do this uh my question always is can the market, you know, can you can you come up with with revolutionary innovations just by trying? Uh, you know, it it, see, it it seems little. I mean, I mean, they they tried with the windmills in Ontario. They tried to put the regulatory uh, and and policy cart uh, before the science horse, and 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 say, okay, we're if we if we just mandate that that X has to come from windmills. The technology will catch up, and we'll end up with a with a something that's competitive with other energy sources as far as efficiency. And and quite honestly, that didn't work out. And I and I, I don't know uh, uh, if it was if it was a lack of effort or simply that the science wasn't there to uh, to make that much energy from a windmill. Um, you know, and it, it's you wonder, you hope, you hope it isn't the same uh, sort of outcome on the window side. Well, when, when you're talking about R&D and development, you, you really don't know. You know, it's like Kennedy in, in the early 60s saying that we're going to put a man on the moon. The technology wasn't there yet. And it developed and it happened. <laughs> um, the human race, when it puts its mind to it, uh, um, at least the ones who aren't trying to shoot themselves up or to swallow uh, horse worm killer, um, <laughs> are the top end of the human race is quite capable of developing some remarkable things. So I'm not, I, I certainly hope that it's possible. Uh, there are certainly people out there who are motivated to do that. Um, I think that uh, the whole carrot and stick approach where uh, uh, 
Um, the stick is regulation and the carrot is uh, rebates and money for R&D um, really is the only option um, for, for government, but it's not a gimme and it's not a guarantee. What, what, what is your assessment of the Greener Homes Grants, Phil, uh, and, and that whole, because that, that, that seems to be where the whole market transformation project has come down in terms of an, an actual policy uh, prescription um, you know, th this is this is the route that the government has decided to take to, to incentivize this stuff. What, how, how do you do you see the, do you see that as being structured properly and, and likely to succeed? Well, Jason and I were talking about that recently. And um, people are finding that going the greener home route, even with the rebates, which are a pain in the, the butt, mm. um, doesn't pay for itself. So then there's this uh, nebulous thing of, am I doing this for, for God and country? Am I doing this uh, <laughs> for long-term benefits, whatever? And it's, it's not, as a result of that, as exciting to the purchaser as it could be. Uh, I, I haven't seen any statistics on, on how effective it is. But the other, the other issue is, that uh, this started at a point in time when manufacturers were already, who like to run two to three weeks were already running six to eight, and in some cases, 12 weeks. Um, and there are not enough installers to do much more than what they were already doing. What tends to happen in these situations is people end up getting into installation who are technically not competent to do it because uh, the market is there. Um, if a legitimate country company, excuse me, says, um, sorry, I, I can't take your business, um, then the homeowner, is, are they going to wait or are they going to find somebody who is? Um, you know, the whole, the whole story about you call around to look for somebody to install a window, five guys say, I, I can see you with, you know, I can see you now, you know, but I, I, I can't even think about uh, putting anything in for eight to 10 weeks. And the guy says, oh, I can be over tomorrow and uh, I'll have these, I'll, I'll have these ordered for you immediately. You know, there's a question as to the competence of that person. And of course, that gets back to something else that Jason and I were talking about, which is window wise. Uh, which, you know, one of the things that you and I talked about is what is SODEC up to these days? And, you know, probably, obviously, finance is still something SODEC does very, very well for, for smaller people who need it. But uh, window-wise, which, which did get a boost from the Green On program, mm -hmm. but it was a deserved, a deserved boost. It really is the only effective installation program um, totally mishandled by Green On, but it, you know it's a good program, and, and that is the focus of SODAC to to get people to understand the value of it. And uh, <coughs> excuse me, what uh, what Jason Jason tells me, and he's closer to the statistics than I am, is that windowized dealers are more successful at upselling because they have windowized to upsell. Yep. Yep. It, it it's 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 a piece of the it's 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 a piece of the equation that uh, that that needs to be in there for sure and 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 you know i guess if if nothing else we can we can hope that the uh that the push for the 
for the higher energy efficiency drives a, drives a, a, an awareness of quality in, in homeowners again, um, maybe in the way that Energy Star, I think, had some effect on that when it first, you know, came around um, and, and over the years. Yeah, it, it, it made people think yeah. about it, right? It's still excellent. It's just excellent in a different way. And, right. and, and up until the latest iteration, um, Energy Star was doable, financially acceptable, uh, a recognized value, um, and it, it, it moved the market. It, it, it definitely moved the market significantly. It's now at that point, as I said, where um, it's, it's not going to drag 80 to 90% of the market across the line. And as Steve Hoplid said for forever, is it was never a program designed to drag 80 to 90% across the line. It was designed to be a 10 to 15% or so um, premium program. Um, so it's being been used in a very different way than its original intention. Uh, you can't count on, on the certainly on the newest level of Energy Star to get people to buy uh, the upgraded products. It certainly is there to help and helps create the awareness of the upgraded pro products. It's really, really even if people don't get them, they're certainly going to know about them right. if they, they do any research and see Energy Star. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's 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 the good point. And you know, well, I I guess they're maybe they're trying to return Energy Star, you know, to its roots a little bit with with these with these upgraded requirements that are, you know, are 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 now at the again out at that fringe ten percent minus or something less than that of the, of the, of, of the market demand that, you know, we'll see uh, if, uh, if, if it, if it moves in that direction. Um, the, uh, 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 what was I, what, what was I going to go to next on here? The, um, oh yeah. I wanted to ask you this. You, 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 you sold, you sold a few windows in your day, Phil, uh, I think. <laughs> Actually, a pretty rotten retail salesperson. <laughs> I can't imagine that. My favorite experience. This is, I was working for this is one a brief period when I was working for a dealer, not a manufacturer. And the uh, the manager of the company comes into my office and says, "Phil, there's a customer out here who insists she's own she's not going to talk to a salesperson. She doesn't want to get sold by a salesperson. She wants to talk to a technical person who knows what they're doing. You're on." Well, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I'm in the store with this person. They invite me to their house. I go to their house. I'm not making a sales call. I'm going through things. I'm explaining things. Um, and then, uh, you know, this goes out, goes out two weeks later. I'm, I'm talking. I call the person, and the, the, the person I'm talking to says, and then it was uh, two sisters. They said, oh, my other sister, my sister signed a contract. Um, a salesman came here. And uh, we, we bought, she bought windows from somebody. I said, I thought you guys weren't going to deal with a salesperson, you know? Um, and uh, sort of uh, mumble, 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 mumble. Six weeks later, I get a phone call from, from the same person saying, Phil, we need help. Everything was going wrong. And, and uh, the, the, the manager is, is with me in the 
in the office and he, he tells me, he says, say, I ask her what her charge card number is. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I say that and uh, she says, why? I said, well, I was giving you free help yeah. when there was the, you know, the, the possibility that I, you were going to be this company's customer. You're, you've already purchased from somebody else. Now you want to hire a consultant and that's going to cost you. <laughs> exactly. Did she go for it? Um, no. No, <laughs> no, I didn't think so. I probably, I probably relented and made a few suggestions. Yeah. But uh, she bought from the wrong company. I knew that the second uh, I was told what the company was. It was a, so hard, a hard sale pressure company that, uh, that follows the wham, bam, thank you, man philosophy. Exactly. Exactly. So as, as the guy, as the, 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 the technical guy, uh, uh, if you were in, if you were in sales, uh, still, um, and, and, and this is the great, this is the great question that, that, that went around the room at the, at the market transformation meetings. Um, how how would you how would you position the more efficient like let 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 let's say let's say it's it it is the, the these top end energy star uh, products how how would how how would how would you position that how how would you sell that to 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 a homeowner what's the right approach well I'm, uh, that 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 is a problem and I'll tell you why it's a problem um, I was at one of those meetings fairly early on in the process big ballroom and. I and a couple of other people got up and we used a word that the government people running the meeting did not want to hear. <laughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Feel free to clip that. That, yeah. Payback. <laughs> what, payback. what was it? Payback, yeah. What is, what is, what, when, when is this going to pay back the homeowner? When are they going to see the financial value? And this gets back to the whole idea that, uh, you really can't tell somebody uh, in a market where people move on average every eight years that there's 25-year payback on putting Krypton gas in your window, for example. Mm -hmm. um, the problem with trying to make a technical sale as opposed to an emotional BS sale is um, you need to be able to show a variety of benefits you need tables to show. Yes, this is going to increase your comfort. Yes, this is going to decrease your reliance on uh, fossil fuel or electricity energy sources. Um, and the second you say that, then the issue becomes, okay, but this is going to cost me so much more. How am I going to save enough that, that, that it's going to be worth it, you know, to me? And that's, that's the real problem there. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, there were times when uh, back in the 80s, when people were talking, uh, the industry that had a lot of people talking about, oh, you buy these new windows with Louis and Argon, actually. Uh, and, you know, you're, you're going to save, uh, you're going to break even in three years. And uh, uh, people who are smarter than me did the math and said, no, it's eight to 10 years if everything else works out but your how that's assuming that your house isn't leaking uh energy at, at other points that have nothing to do with windows one of my favorite ones in a, a sales 
the sales uh, wholesale salesman and, and trainer uh, Fate Virgi, who uh, is out in BC now, getting back into the industry at mid seventies. More uh, power to him. But uh, he he would go to some somebody. He'd go with a dealer to a homeowner who was doing a couple of windows, and the homeowner would say, "Well, how much am I going to save?" And Fate would say, "Nothing." Right. Homeowner looked at him. Well, what do you mean nothing? I said, "You're doing two windows. You have a house with." 14 windows, three doors, um, a roof that uh, has suspect insulation, walls that were built in the 80s and have virtually no, you're not going to save anything. Of course, he was He was, by the way, he is a great salesman. Because yeah. He ended up taking the truth and coming out of it at the other end uh, and, and getting people to, to trust him and to, to want to buy from him. Yeah. So Trust is still uh, the critical aspect of sales, and that gets back to uh, to why Sodak promotes window wise because it uh, it creates trust. Yeah. One other thing too, I, you know, that when I was talking to Jason, I got to slip these things in, but I will be uh, I will be uh, honest about that at least. Yeah, it, a benefit to manufacturers of selling to window wise dealers is, uh, according to Jason. Uh, statistics of perhaps 80% lower service calls as a result. We know that most service calls are due to installation, not to, even if they bounce back to the manufacturer because somebody thinks it's the product. It's mostly installation. And, you know, if you have a good, consistent installation, uh, the number that uh, he was throwing out to me was 80% lower service calls coming back to the manufacturer from a window-wise dealer. Oh, I, d I don't doubt that for a second, because just the just just the impact of having uh, of having people that, uh, that 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 at least know what they're doing it has got to eliminate most of most of the problems uh, uh, that anyone would ever have. You know, you you walked right in there to, uh, to 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 something I was thinking about when you were when you were talking earlier, uh, and, and, and with the, with the guy who told the homeowner flat out, you know. No, you're not going to, you're not getting any pay. This isn't about payback. Um, I don't know if you heard my conversation with Gord Cook from Building Knowledge, um, but, uh, but that was his, that was his line uh, too, was, uh, was, uh, we got to get off this ROI conversation. Like, like it, 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 you don't, you don't ask about ROI when you buy a TV. You don't ask about ROI when you buy a coach. You don't ask about it. You know, what, why aren't we, why aren't we in there saying, you know, look, it's just a better window. It's it, it it it's it's better built. It's going to last longer. It looks better. It's higher quality. There's going to be more comfort. You're not going to have a cold zone next to the window, et cetera, et cetera. And 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 that's where you know that that's where you could, you know, I don't, I don't know. Maybe maybe there's a line there, and it's not an untrue line. It's not a manipulation. Maybe, but maybe there's a line there of no, I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and tell you. I'm not going to sit here and, and draw numbers on a napkin telling you how much money you're going to save on your heating bills because I don't know. It's it's there's you know a, there's a difference there. You know, a TV. You know, I I, I went into a, I to, a Walmart and bought a TV a few years ago for for six seven hundred dollars. You know, it's 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 a sunk cost. It's gone. Yeah. yeah. Gone, but but yeah. a lot of pleasure from that TV because we went from from twenty four inches to to uh, five feet. Right. You know, 
I'll tell you those those home improvement shows that my wife watches. They, 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 they Brian Brian Baumler was that big. <laughs> yeah. He watches what's the one uh, on the island or something. Uh, oh. And of course, my uh, my my former uh, neighbor in town, Mike Holmes. You know, he, yeah. You know, yeah. With, comes up with new shows with his son and everything, whatever. But uh, no, that's what she watches. I, I watch uh, Blue Jays. But yeah. uh, the uh, you know that's that's just money in, money out. That's that's not a big deal. But when you start talking about uh, thirteen thousand, eighteen thousand, twenty thousand, what what a real window and door job can cost today, um, it's really significant. And then somebody is looking at, well, if I don't do this, I've got all this money in my bank, or I don't have all this debt, you know, on file. Um, what am I, you know, what do I really going to get out of this? You know, um, and I, th I think it's, I think that's, that's a different animal. Um, somebody said once uh, that uh, the window industry is not competing with TV sets. It's competing with uh uh, big boat with boats, uh, with cottages, with expensive uh, cruises. It's competing with you know with expensive cars. It's competing with high ticket items. Right. And uh, what are you getting from from those high ticket items? Uh, you're certainly not getting energy efficiency when you buy a Hummer. That's for sure. Um, but uh, um, it's got to be looked at in that level of competition. You're looking for people who either have financial, will have financial resources, whether it's cash or credit. Right. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it is something that people are, are, are probably going to try to do a little more math on than, uh, than, than, yeah, it, 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 a more middle of the road, a middle of the road purchase. That's, that's, that's definitely true for sure. Um, other things. Um, well, actually, uh, with you personally, Phil, you, you, you stepped into this technical director role at, at, at SODAC. Um, what has it been now? A few months uh, or, or was it this year? Since the beginning of the year, I, uh, right. kinda took, uh, I took the, the first COVID year basically off, although I, uh, I, I had some other, other stuff that I was personally working on. Um, you know, I've got other careers in life. I make albums, I write books and all that stuff. So I spent uh, uh, 2020 working on that sort of stuff and and staying in touch with uh, with people in the window industry. This was kind of something that when uh, I became, uh, well, a few even a few years ago, you have to understand, I've been on the board of directors of SODAC for the most part. There was a few years when I wasn't, but uh, since 1986, since, uh, since it formed. Um, the people who formed it came to me and said, Phil, we'd like you to join the board and do our newsletter and, and join the board. And I said, oh, okay. And they said, oh, yeah, by the way, we want you to do our newsletter. <laughs> the only thing SODAC had for its first few years. Um, but I was basically the technical person on the board and therefore uh, at SODAC. And when Dave Mitten got hired and he, he got up to speed, he was... Uh, he 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 wore two hats. Dave's a very technical person. He was doing some of the SODAC training. He could go out to a house where a homeowner was having a problem and uh, um, you know analyze what the situation was. Um, when uh, Dave retired and Jason became director, 
Jason is, he's just a perfect person to be director of Sadak, in my opinion. He's, yeah. he, uh, uh, he's got the absolute right credentials and personality, and he's smart enough to know that he knows nothing about Windows more than the average person. And that's why years ago, you know, he said to me, Phil, if you're ever uh, retiring from everything else you're doing and you want to join SODAC on a, on a part-time basis as a, as a, as a technical guy, uh, there's a place for you. So, you know, this solidified, uh, you know, basically the beginning of 2020, I said, okay, not, not this year, maybe next year, but we'll do it. Um, but I was, I was on the board throughout that period. You know, it's interesting about the board of directors of SODAC. Um, it started out to its detriment with the big boys in the industry, the Centennials, the Buildens, the uh, Consumer Choices, all that sort of thing. But it morphed. And it mor not only did it morph into, uh, you know, smaller dealers where the leaders are companies like Beingeisner, um, West Windows uh, was on the board for, for a while. A lot of uh, medium, medium size, but intelligent people. Mm -hmm. It's also more in the sense that uh, some of the leading people, some of the more uh, people like uh, Jennifer, uh, Doug Beingeister's daughter, who's who's the leader of the, the board at this point, or Tamara Sheedy uh, uh, from Thunder Bay is a very, very active person. We were actually a very uh, uh, surprisingly balanced in that regard, yeah, uh, board with with uh, the activities and participation of, of of a number of really capable women, which is, you know, uh, you wouldn't necessarily think of the home improvement industry in that sense, but more and more companies that I see out there, it's uh, women who are driving the company. Yep, yep, yep. It's 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 a growing thing for sure, and uh, it's it's been interesting to see the uh, it's been interesting to see the changes. And that's okay. So that, and that's what I wanted to, what I wanted to get to was, was, it was a technical director position, um, something where Sodak wanted to start doing, doing more in that regard. But it sounds like basically you're, you're, you're filling a role that you really had been doing sort of all along. And, well, and I, I, Dave. I mean, Dave was, yeah. And Dave had been doing, yeah. Right. Right. Um, since I've come on board with Sodak, one thing that happens now is whenever Rhonda gets a phone call from an irate, homeowner who's scared <laughs> or upset or whatever, it goes straight to me. Um, and these calls can be somewhat interesting. I'm you know, not going to give any names, but uh, one that I've been counseling a homeowner on who had a, a cutout done in concrete. And okay. With the cutout, there was nothing in the contract saying they were going to do anything with the concrete sill on the outside. And that sill there, there is no sill. It's just concrete. Yeah, it's just <laughs> the rest of the house have those nice stone sill inserts, right? Yeah. Well, there's nothing here. <laughs> um, so it's deteriorated, and uh, the company is willing to come out and put a, you know, like a, a some aluminum capping material there, which they themselves said to the homeowner, "This is not going to last forever. This is, you know, this is just like a temporary fix." And what I've been counseling the homeowner is, you know, first get a foundation contractor to find out what needs to be done to the material that's there. And then once you have some costs and you know what needs to be done, then we can go back to the manufacturer and, and of the 
you know, the window or the company that did the installation and uh, uh, see if there's any wiggle room there to get them to, to participate in anything. So, you know, the homeowner is, is going down that road. Um, another one where the, the homeowner actually had Dave come out that actually, no, the homeowner decided that the work was unacceptable. The dealer <coughs> hired Sadak, Dave at the time, to go out to the home and to write a report. Oh. The homeowner asked, you know, Dave went out, the homeowner asked for the report. The dealer had no problem with that. Um, Dave gave the homeowner the report. And the homeowner kind of quibbled over that and wanted uh, Dave to come back a second time on the homeowner's nickel. Um, and, and then, of course, I, Dave had a serious car accident, uh, which happily he's recovering from. But uh, then it kind of dropped in my lap at that point in time. But I had not been out there. And I was just basically looked at Dave's report, talked to Dave, and reiterated to the homeowner, yeah, if you're telling me, if you want to tell me that this job is not an absolutely perfect job, you're correct. But the job falls within the range of what is considered to be cosmetically acceptable work in the window industry. There are some, you know, you've got brick and you've got caulking on brick. And you know, when you caulk up against brick, it does some funny little squiggly things. <coughs> Sorry, that's just, that's just how things are. Yeah. Um, oh. This homeowner wanted a wanted a razor sharp line of, of 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 caulking. The homeowner's expectation is not is is maybe within the high end of what some dealers might do in a situation, but not every dealer, and not a technical problem. It's more of a, it's a cosmetic issue. And we can agree and say, yeah, this this doesn't look perfect, but it is within the range of what is acceptable in the window and door industry. And mm -hmm. in that sense, we become part of the bad guys when we we do that. But uh, you know, that's reality. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, yeah. I mean, it's that's why these standards exist. You know, that's why standards exist. It's why it's why sort of precedent is out there. I mean, I mean. You know, had had the had the had the homeowner known about you know what the what the what the acceptable standard was, they 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 might have had a different expectation. Instead, they were probably looking at some other job that somebody paid a lot more money for, and saying, you know, this no, this is what mine should look like. But a, but a different different job, maybe a more talented contractor cosmetically. Yeah. Um, you know, if you look at the A four forty point four, there's virtually nothing in it that talks about cosmetics. Right about you know sealing different things, water barriers, air barriers, you know all the you know the plumbing and straight and all these wonderful things. It doesn't talk about uh, uh, beauty lines on, on a window job. That's interesting, Phil. Is that is that needed? There 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 are equivalent things um, on the on the on the commercial side. Certainly standards of uh, of, of of the glass. Uh, clarity and and color and uh, and and uh, 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 what am I trying to say? Not not inclusions, but uh, you know marks any any flaws in the in the glass. There's 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 very rigid or or at least well established standards around all of that. Well, I thought, let, let's get back to that. Once again, going back to to retail experience, homeowners who just had a job put in and they say there's a flaw in this glass. Mm -hmm. 
<clears throat> and you're standing six feet from it, and you can't see it. They said, no, no, you got to come closer. you got to come yeah. see it. Three feet away, you can see it. There is a standard that says if you can't see it from a certain distance. That's right. That, that there is a range, you know, and, and, and uh, how many uh, how many flaws per square foot is there acceptable. There are things like that. They're not, you know, and, and there's going to be a range in that, too. It's, it's like what I'm describing in installation is that there's there's going to be pieces of glass that uh, have no flaws and then people piece you know that you can see from two feet and pieces of glass that that have six flaws that you can see from two feet yeah. but they're all within the range of what is acceptable to those very standards that you just referred to yeah 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 exactly well i i don't i don't know how you i don't know how you'd ever standard standardize overall aesthetic appearance uh you know it, it's just wow so much of it's in the eye of the beholder i mean i i guess if you identified common really egregious flaws that that you know that, that you could you could cut some of that out but uh it 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 might not be it would be difficult to do for sure um i yeah. go back to this topic for a little bit farther yeah i had a customer who had one of these flaws in a piece of glass a two foot, you can see it, six foot, you can't see it kind of flaw. And the person, you know, was told this and, and, and this person called me, you know, a week or two afterwards and said, Phil, I can't sleep. It's like I'm hearing a dripping faucet. <laughs> I'm lying in bed thinking about that flaw in the glass. And I walked into the owner of the company I was working for at the Times office and I said, we got to replace that piece of glass and you know and 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 you know it's just not worth it's not worth having that out there and having this person who is obviously not all that well balanced <laughs> the homeowner they're not sorry the owner of the company looked at me uh and said yep okay get it done. <laughs> the glass that we get you inspect it really carefully before we ship it out and we actually had to order more than one piece of glass before we got one <laughs> that I was willing to have installed. <laughs> oh man, what, what what was really needed was therapy for the uh, homeowner, but <laughs> you guys had to be the therapists in that uh, in that scenario, I guess. <laughs> one one, you know, you asked me about my retail experience. One customer of a job who were the salesman made a mistake. The salesman left out a product and the customer gave the company the job because it was one product cheaper than a quote from another company. Sure. But the order had been, you know, placed, um, the contract had been signed. Uh, the customer's husband, actually, uh, the, the woman was the real customer. The husband had signed the contract where it carefully listed what was included and Obviously, one thing wasn't, and this this poor woman came in. She was distraught, and she said, "I'm I'm going to lie down on the floor of your showroom. I'm not leaving until this is resolved." You know what I did? What? I lay down with her. Was <laughs> so lying down on the floor. And I'm talking to her, and you know, working kind of working through it emotionally, and in the end. The job took a lot longer than she thought it would be, longer than I thought it would because uh, the products were so backed up at the time and I, I really was blindsided myself. Uh, but 
The job was done. She admitted that it was beautiful. The, the other door was added. And in the end, uh, uh, the uh, uh, installation manager gave her a free entry door for her back door, which was falling off. Ah. Phil, I think you're an excellent salesman. I don't know. I don't know how many other guys would uh, would, would would take those kinds of extreme measures to. <laughs> very well, good. I got to lie down on the floor was. Uh, yeah, lie down. It took me back to my old days in the '70s when I was a youth worker working with violent, disturbed kids. Right, right. Same. Oh, that that's where you learned how to do that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Get down on their level. Well, people asked me, you know, when I went. To, in the, in the 80s, when I went from being a, you know, a youth worker to, to sales and marketing, I said, uh, isn't that a big difference? I said, no. When I uh, was a youth worker, I had clients who would jump up and down, yell and scream and threaten me because they thought that was the only way they could get anything out of me. I still have the occasional client who jumps up and down, yells and screams and threatens me, thinking that's the only way they can get anything out of me. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I think most people in the window industry, just having said that, though, most of the people that I deal with in the window industry are, are just truly wonderful people to work with. Right. Um, I have always, my favorite part of the job uh, as a manufacturing uh, uh, employee has always been getting out and being with dealers and uh, being local. Um, I'll relate one more funny thing. You can cut any of this out you want to cut out. but No, it's all good. Training a new salesperson, a guy who had never worked in the window industry. I took him out on a on a sales trip, a cold call trip, in uh, God, where was it? Something in Kitchener or somewhere in that area, whatever. Um, and I'm in in we're in a uh, shop where not you know it's a window and door shop, but the walls are lined with musical instruments. You know, me and musical instruments. So I asked the person what's going on. And he says, well, come back after you're through with your trip. And uh, so we do. I drag, drag this poor young sales guy with me. He's like 21, 22 or something. And I, I, we're, we're sitting there. He's sitting watching me jamming with the owner of the, uh, uh, of the business that we had made a cold call on earlier. Right? Outstanding. Yeah, I just, just, I'd like to have fun. Yeah, no, it it, it 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 it's a fun group, man. I mean, it, it, anyone anyone who's ever come to the conferences uh, 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 would know. Uh, uh, absolutely a fun group. So listen, let, well, let's talk about a less fun group: the uh, the uh, the uh, uh, Windows Experts Committees that you've been. <laughs> <laughs> well, we touch. I'm sure they're very. No, I know. Actually, I know they're very fun because there are a lot of the same people that are at the conferences. Um, um, just give us give us an update, Phil, on 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 what's I guess what's going on there now that 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 uh, uh, Greener Homes has been launched. What's what's sort of remaining in front of in front of those groups that that you guys are involved with? Well, at the moment, nothing. Right. Um, those meetings ended. Mm. Uh, before, you know, greener homes. I mean, it was clear that the government was looking for some feedback uh, on how to establish its program. Um, did it listen to the feedback? Well, <laughs> yes and no. I, I will say though, a real, a real, a shout out to Al Jagaris, who was the chairperson of all these meetings. And you get all these different views of people and, uh, he, he was magnificent at uh, 
at, at chairing these things and trying to move forward. Uh, you know, they had a they had a very rigid process that they wanted to use to develop to evaluate whether at different stages now 22, 25, 30, you know, 2030, whether or not the products existed, just simply existed, <coughs> whether they were financially feasible, whether they were manufacturable, all these things. And it was a very rigid, rigid process with, you know, side notes. And uh, uh, he managed that process. Al, if you hear this, you know, you, I already told you, I think you did a great job. <laughs> um, but uh, the... Um, you know the 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 problem there being is is what we've already been been talking about, which is do the products exist? Well, that's a gray area. Uh, technically, you could have something that exists, but it's just not feasible uh, for somebody to have you know in their their home. Um, it's uh, the cost is wrong. The uh, the the functionality is technically correct on a. Uh, you know, in a, on a scale in terms of U value, et cetera, but not appealing, not uh, something that someone's going to want to have in their home. You know, we went through all these things, nothing that you, you haven't heard at a million meetings and, you know, wanted to make some recommendations. Uh, certainly telling the government if they wanted to make it viable, that they had to create value and certainly the, their attempt with the, the Greener Homes program is to uh, absorb costs. Right. Uh, are they successful? I'm not in a position, I don't get the data to say to, to what degree they're successful. Certainly there are people who are buying within the program. <clears throat> there are other people who are comparing the cost to just buying, you know, two year ago energy star window and not really seeing seeing their personal benefit selling you know flag and country is as i said earlier in the conversation it's it's, it's a pretty tough sale yeah so, um the real key from my point of view is actually uh how much the government is willing to support and pay for r d and uh um, expanded capacity for the products that they ultimately determine are necessary. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Before we go, uh, what, uh, what, what else would Jason want everybody to know about uh, what's going on at SOD Act these days? Good think oh, that yeah. that's, that's nice. <laughs> um, I, I actually think I managed, uh, to, uh, he covered, he covered a lot of that. I think I managed, I'm just looking at some notes I have over here next yeah. to my screen. And uh, I, I think I really, really covered that. It just Good. was part and parcel of the conversation. You know, the thing about SODAC is it has never had the kind of acceptance that in all lot, you know, with, with quantities of legitimate dealers, that in all fairness it should have you you know if you get into certain industries you are automatically going to need to tell the homeowner you're part of 
the industry association. Um, you just you just can't can't not be part and still get any sales. It's it's a, it's it's like having a license. Mm -hmm. For some reason, the window and door industry um, has not reacted in in that fashion. It's it's considered as a as a non-essential. And I think that if if even if a lot of dealers realized the degree to which SODAC has the ear of government uh, is capable of influencing things such as Green Ontario and Greener Homes and Energy Star and uh, the Building Code and uh, uh, all these sorts of things, if they realized how much benefit they are getting as a company in the industry, um, I, th I think that they would uh, be more likely to to join and support for the minimal amount of money it costs to be a member of SODEC. Yeah. But no one has ever been successful at really communicating that. And yeah. I don't have I don't have more of an answer than what I just said. Well, you just it, 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 there's not much you can do except keep saying it. Uh, and uh, and and yeah, de dealers of the world, uh, you know, unite. Uh, take a look at uh, at getting involved uh, with Sodak. Take a look at uh, Sodak's page. Uh, Fenestration review every issue. Page seven uh, is the Sodak newsletter uh, uh, that uh, Jason, by the way, is uh, probably due to get to me uh, pretty soon. So uh, we'll tweak him on that. And. <laughs> And, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, no, it's an organization that, uh, that, that we promote, uh, every chance we get. And, uh, and I think, uh, I think people around the country really need to take a look at it. Phil, uh, great discussion. Uh, thanks a lot for, uh, for joining me at short notice. Uh, and, uh, and we're, uh, you know, really, uh, interested to see, uh, uh how things go forward with, uh, with uh, your efforts at SODAC and SODAC's efforts to uh, to keep talking to the government and, and sort of keeping things uh, inside the lines in terms of uh, in terms of what they they, they want to do going forward with uh, with regulation window and door industry. Phil, thanks a lot for joining me. Right, right now, the one thing that's still happening is the A440.4, which uh, uh, will back online to write a new edition uh, and charge a ton of money at the end of the summer. It'll yeah. probably take a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Well, we'll keep. You know what? We'll have you. We'll have you back on to update us on uh, on, on on those changes as they uh, as they as the crystal ball becomes clearer uh, when uh, when. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Phil, thanks a lot for joining us. Fenestration conversation is a presentation of Fenestration Review Magazine and Annex Business Media.